in this video, we're going to talk about three things that prevents our minds from seeing the positive. Later on, we're going to talk about how to train our minds to see the positive. Let's get to a few points that I have. The first thing I'm going to talk about is a scripture that I think will help us in this in this regard. It's in Colossians 3, 2. It says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things in this earth. Why is that important? Because if we set our minds on things that are above, we have a better vi a viewpoint. We have a better perspective. Unfortunately, a lot of people have their minds set in their circumstances. They have their minds set in their situation. Therefore, their situations and their circumstances has programmed their minds to see what's around them versus setting their minds on things that are above. And the thing about setting your mind on things that are above is not that you're setting your minds on things that are ahead or setting your minds on things behind. It's setting your mind on the things that's above your circumstance. And when you set your mind above, that means you're still in the moment you're still in a situation, but because you allowed your mind to elevate to a higher place, now you see things differently. See, right now your mind is sitting somewhere, mindset. And usually people's minds are sitting in places where it feels settled. But a lot of people's minds have been set on sand and not on the rock. When your mind has been set on sand, that means when storms or circumstances comes, it's gonna cause whatever you built on that mindset to crumble. But when your mind has been set on the rock and you've taken the time to dig through all the uh, the, the false and persuasions, you took time to dig through all of your issues to find the bedrock, which is God, which is Christ, then you will begin to see life the way it was designed to be seen. But so that means that when you set your minds on things that are above, that doesn't mean your circumstances change. It doesn't mean that your surroundings change, but what does change is how you view your circumstance. So set your minds above your situation so that you can look down at your situation and see your situation the way God sees it. But if our minds are so programmed and is so engulfed in, in what we're going through at the moment, then we will be trained by our surroundings. But if your mind is where God is and your mind is in the word and the word has elevated you, just like when you marinate chicken, chicken by itself doesn't have flavor. But when that chicken marinates in something, it adopts the flavor of it. So the same thing is when your mind is meditating or marinating on the word of God, it takes it to a higher level of taste. It takes it to a better quality of taste. That's what it means about setting your minds on things that are above so that you can see what you're going through correctly. Now, here's about four or five points that I want to cover before I get to the three things that prevents our minds from seeing a positive. The first thing I want to say is that positive outcomes are directly connected to positive outlooks. Positive outcomes are directly connected to positive outlooks. Now, what do I mean by that? In order to have a positive outcome out of any negative situation, you have to have a positive outlook. That's why I love the verse that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And I love that text because it sets a precedence. It says that this day that all of us are in right now, God made. And God doesn't make every day the same. Each and every one of us had a different Monday. Some of us <clears throat> woke up the same or whatever, but there were different things made into this day that made this day what it is. And unfortunately, a lot of people enter their days with the wrong mindset or they enter their todays from yesterday's experiences or they enter in today thinking about tomorrow and they mismanage the moment. But when you know that the Lord has made this day to make you, see, God made this day to make you. 
to make you better, to make you a, 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 a better individual, positioning yourself um, to receive what he has for you. And when you understand that this day was made for you, you didn't have a choice. And the word says, I will choose. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. That means rejoicing is not <clears throat> an emotion. Rejoicing is not an emotion. It's a perspective. Rejoicing is a perspective that it doesn't matter what your situation is. The fact that you are alive, you have no choice but to rejoice in all of our circumstances. We have no choice but to rejoice because God is still good no matter what's in the situation. And oftentimes, a lot of the things that we do not like about our circumstances is what's causing us to be uh, who we need to be. And if you if God was to remove what it is that you wanted to remove, then you will remove your opportunity for growth. So positive outcomes are directly connected to positive outlooks. How do you look out? How do you look out with determine what looks out? Like, like how do you look out with determine the outcome? So if you always see the negative, then you will never have a positive outcome. But if you always have an optimistic outlook, then no matter what it is, whatever it is that's in your viewpoint, you can look around it, you can look over it, you can look through it, because you know for a fact that on every negative, on the opposite side of every negative is a positive. For example, uh, there's a gentleman that I watched called Myron Golden. He said this. He said, have you ever seen a one-sided sheet of paper? Have you ever seen a one-sided piece of bread? Have you ever seen a one-sided coin? Those things don't exist. A one-sided paper, one-sided uh, piece of bread, one-sided coin doesn't exist. Just like a negative situation without a positive situation doesn't exist. If there's a negative, there's a positive. <clears throat> if you do not have the right outlook, you won't determine, you won't be able to see a positive outcome. I have these two points here. Pessimistics always see the pest. Opportunistics always see opportunities. Pessimistics always see pests. Optimistics always see opportunities. Which one are you? Which one are you? I've been there. I've been in situations in my life where I was like, yo, this don't look right. <laughs> I saw the past. I kept I kept seeing demons and not the divine. I kept seeing the issue and not the, the opportunities. I've I, I been there. How many of you can contest it? How many of you say, yo, Ghost Josh, yep, I've been there and I'm there right now. But this is the opportunity for you to change. Because if you always see pests, then you will never get past the pests. But if you are optimistic, you will always see opportunities. It goes right into my next point. All obstacles are opportunities. That's the mindset that you have to settle your mind into. Is that all obstacles are opportunities. If you always see obstacles as obstacles, then you will never opt in to the opportunities. Every obstacle is an opportunity. Last point here before I get into my three points. Your mind must be trained. Hear me? Your mind has to be trained. Now, what's in your mind? Your mind is, in other words, your soul. Your soul houses your thoughts. It houses your memories, your emotions, your ideas. It houses your knowledge. It houses your skills. It houses your, uh, 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 I think that's it. Uh, uh, all those things, right? And if any of those areas are contaminated, if any one of those areas are pessimistic, if you tend to always think what you ought not to think, and if you always remember the past inappropriately, if you always come up with bad ideas, if you if your knowledge bank is on knowledge that 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 won't really help you um, succeed and all these different things, and my friend, then you're not going to be successful. But your mind has to be trained, <clears throat> which means that your thoughts have to be trained. The way you remember has to be trained. How you uh, how 
you're insp- how your ideas are inspired has to change. What type of knowledge you pursue has to change. Uh, the skills you develop has to change. All those things, your perspectives has to change. And if those things are not trained a certain way, if your thoughts are not trained to think a certain kind of way, or your remembrance is not trained a certain kind of way, then you're not going to find yourself successful. My point says here, your mind must be trained so that no matter the pain, no matter the rain, no matter the tempting game or the terrain, your mind can sustain, maintain, and attain. So when you train your mind, and no matter the pain, you can see beyond it. No matter the rain, you get an umbrella. No matter the gain, you consider the cost of the gain. No matter the terrain or how far you got to go in your signals, how far your marriage has to go, or how far you got to go wherever you are, then your mind will be trained to still sustain your marriage, still sustain your singleness, still sustain where you are, maintain the right mindset, and attain what it is that God wants you to attain. Let's keep going. Now, here are three things that hinders us from seeing the positives. Here are three things. <clears throat> I want you to examine yourself. Here are three things that will that hinders your mind or prevents your mind from seeing the positive. Number one, a lack of faith or trust in God's plan. A lack of faith or trust in God's plan. Got it written down here. When we struggle with doubts or lack trust in God's plan for our lives, it can hinder our ability to see the positive aspects in challenging situations. So that means that most of the things that's in our lives, a lot of the things that in our lives we thought the devil put there. Some things God put there. And a lot of the things that we want out of, God put us in. And that's why you have to have a level of a discernment to see why God has you there. It says cultivating a deep faith and trusting God allows us to believe that he is working all things for our good, even when we can't see it in the moment. Do you know everything for us has already worked out? God is not busy working things out for you. Everything has already been worked out, spawned from the thoughts he had about you before you was even thought of by your parents. And so when you know that and understand that, that all things are working together, all things are waiting for God's word for it to start working. See, God has already put different things on timers in your life and is waiting on the perfect time for it to be released. Right. And so when you understand that, that all things are working together, that means everything in my life right now is hired by God to work things together and it's waiting on the timer release of the things that's going to spawn itself to work itself out for us, the things that we cannot see. So right now there are things that God is doing that God has already done that is actually doing in time. So what I'm going to say is like this, everything God has done for us is done in eternity. <clears throat> it is executing itself and playing itself out in time. Okay. It says, even when we can't see it in the moment, trusting in God's guidance and surrendering our worries. See, you're going to worry or you're going to have worrisome thoughts, but you have to surrender them to him and open our hearts and minds to recognize his blessings and positive outcomes, even in the midst of difficulty. So the one thing that hinders us from preventing our minds to see the negative or to see the positive is that we lack faith and trust in God's plan. We lack that God is going to work things out. We lack the we lack a, a, a trust in what he's doing. Next point, negativity bias. 
Negativity bias is another thing that prevents us from seeing the positive. Our minds have a natural tendency, our fallen minds that hasn't been renewed by the Holy Ghost tends or has a natural tendency to focus more on the negative experiences and outcomes, which can overshadow the positive aspects of a situation. Our minds in its fallen state are programmed in this natural, it has, a, it has a natural tendency to see the negative. That's why most negative videos go viral than positives. You know, when we see this thing happen on the news or that thing happen on the news, if it's negative, it gets more eyes than the positives because that's how our fallen natures tend to bend, right? It says, which can overshadow the positive aspects of the situation. Do you know that in every negative situation that you're in, there's a positive? And if you always you always fall into the biases of your negativity, then you will always see the negative and you will miss out on how this thing is actually going to make you better. I used to think that same way about how I was brought up, bringing being brought up in a single parent home. I thought my situation was so negative that I was like, it's going to have some negative effect on my life. But as I got older and I look back at my situation, I was like, man, there was so many positives from the, the Bible takes my mom played from from all the different experiences we had and 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 the different things that God provided for my mom to path me through what it what the different schools and different experience, how I went to uh public school and elementary then later on in life i worked at a public school that i went to a predominantly white uh uh uh, uh, uh middle school cramington christian and how i went to victory christian and then i went to Oral roberts university and how god utilized that to shape my ability to connect to all types of of individuals and peoples and creeds and cultures and then when i began to look at uh the the jobs i had and how it set me up i was like man in every negative situation there was a silver line Lining, lining things up for me to see the gold, for me to behold what God had already beheld about me. And that's what we have to get our minds to, where we stop looking at the negative and see the positives in the situation. Because no matter what negative situation you're going through, look on the other side of it, there's a positive. It says, beware of this bias. Be, being aware of these biases allows us to consciously shift our focus towards the positive. So if you already know that our sin nature or our fallen nature or the areas that have yet to be renewed by the Holy Spirit, if those areas tend to bend to the negative, then we got to allow the Holy Spirit to bend us to the positive. So we talked about three things, two things, but we're going to get to the third. We said a lack of faith and trust in God prevents our mind. So we only seek. So, for instance, um. The, the guy with the one talent, the parable of the three talents, the three people, the three guys with the talents, right? One guy had the five, one guy had, had the three, one guy had the one. The one who had the five talents and the other guy who had the two talents went immediately into the marketplace to trade. These individuals had a proper outlook of the, of the master. Right? But the one person with the one talent, because he obviously didn't have the five or the two, he went to go bury his. When the master came back, the one with the five brought the five back with double. He brought ten. And the, and the master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You were faithful over little. Now I'm going to make you ruler over many. He did. And the master said the same thing with the two who brought four. But the one person with the one talent brought that same talent back to the master. And what did that one talent person say? He says, because you are a hard man, I went and hid your talents. Now, what does that mean? 
The way he saw God determined what he did with the gift. How he saw, how he saw God determined where he sold his gift. Oh, that's powerful. How he saw the master determined how he sold the gift. The one with the five sold the talents into the marketplace and it made more. The one with the two sold his talents into the marketplace. S-O-W, not S-O-L-D. Sold, sold his talent in the marketplace and it made more. But the other person sold his talent in the ground. The issue is he, he buried it, but he didn't plant it. See, the thing about us, we have to get to a place where we stop burying our talents and start sowing our talents or planting our talents. But this person's outlook of God caused him to be limited. It caused him to only see the master as a hard man. Could it be that this man, the master, was just about his business, that the man was serious about his business? But it's crazy how people's insecurities will have, will have them see another secure person inappropriately. Improperly. So just because someone is securing of themselves, an insecure person will see a security person as a hard man. But that person, the master, which is about his business. But see, that's what happens when we attend to being to negativity. We end up burying and not sowing. Right? And so we have to get to a place where we consciously shift our focus towards a positive. Last but not least. Oh, that was going with trusting in God's plan. Then we talked about negativity biases. Now we're going to talk about limited perspectives. Uh, sometimes we fail to see the bigger picture or consider alternative viewpoints leading to a narrow perspective. We want to have a broad perspective, not a narrow one. This limited view can prevent us from recognizing the positive aspects or potential opportunities in a given situation. So limited perspective. That's why I'm so glad God brought me through a public school and then a predominantly white private school, then a predominantly black uh, uh, private school and high school until the number one diverse at the time college at that time or Roberts University because it, it caused my perspective not to be limited. And so when different movements came throughout my life, having me or it was trying to get me to view different people groups a certain kind of way, I couldn't because my perspectives wasn't limited. And so now because I have an unlimited perspective of God, nobody can limit me in believing God differently. All right? So sometimes we fail to see the bigger picture because we focus so much on the puzzle piece and not the overall puzzle. Have you ever did a puzzle and you, you dwelt on one piece for too long? And sometimes you got to move off that piece, go to another piece and see what piece you can piece together to the rest of the pieces so the puzzle can become puzzled quicker. Sometimes we be too puzzled to, to finish the puzzle. Sometimes we got to get out of that puzzled state so that we can finish the puzzle. Let's keep going. Uh, uh, sometimes we fail to see the bigger picture or consider alternative viewpoints leading to a narrow perspective. This limited view can prevent us from recognizing the positive aspects or potential opportunities in a given situation. I hope you guys are getting something. If you're getting something, put a put a fire emoji. Put put a, uh, what are we talking about? Train. Uh, the mind put a brain i don't know put some put some emotion saying you getting this let me know y'all getting it now how to train your minds or a dumbbell or something put something now how to train your minds to always how to train your mind or how to train our minds i'm putting myself in this with you all to always see the pot Dale's dale said he got a fire emoji thank you my brother <clears throat> now how to train our minds to always see the positives. H, 
H-O-W, how to always see the positive. Practice harnessing the power of gratitude. I meant to look up the power, no, definition of harnessing. Give me one second. Harnessing definition. Here we go. Harnessing by definition is, oh, never mind. Oh, to control and make use of, especially to produce energy. Let me type that in there in my, my notes. Give me one second. Harnessing. Harnessing. So it says practice harnessing. Thank you, my brother, R.T. Zephyrus. I hope I didn't say your name wrong. So practice harnessing the power of gratitude. Harnessing by definition means I just missed it. Oh, uh, control and make use of. So I control myself to make use of gratitude. Especially to produce energy. So I know that when I harness the power of gratitude, the energy of gratitude then sets me up to create synergy. Mm. See, there's a big difference between energy and synergy. Energy is what I have. Synergy is what we have. So my wife and I have our own different energies. I have a male energy. She has a female energy. I have husband energy. She has wife energy. I have father energy. She has mother energy. And when those energies combine, it creates synergy that creates a, a growth and a value that grows whatever we connect to. So if I connect my, my manhood to her womanhood, it creates synergy. If I create, if I connect my husband energy with the needs of her uh, wife energy, then it creates synergy. Right? So what we have to understand is that we have to harness the power of gratitude so that we'll have this supernatural self-sustaining, not self-sustaining, but a sufficient amount of sustainability in the sufficiency of Christ to be able to be so grateful that, that it neutralizes the way the mind tends to bend. So when I harness the, do you know gratitude has a power? That, that if I if I if I choose to be positive, if I speak positively, if I if I rejoice and and I raise, do you know when I raise praise and I raise to the level of the praise because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So wherever there's praise, God inhabits, and with God inhabits all the things that will comes with God inhabits my space. So gratitude has a power that when I allow it to empower me, it creates an energy that no matter what day it is, my energy connects with the positivity of the negativity, creating synergy, changing my situation. So I got to practice harnessing gratitude. I got to choose to be grateful. That means every time I wake up, I do this. Whatever my eyes lay, lay, them, lay themselves on, I say I'm grateful for it. So for instance, if I see my wife, I'm grateful that I have a wife. If I see the roof when I wake up, depending if I sleep on my back, I say, Father, I thank you that I have a roof over my head. I start wiping my forehead. I'm like, oh, there's no rain. No rain dripping on me. God, I'm grateful. Then when I step off my bed and I feel the operation like the old folks say of my limbs, I say, thank you, Father God. I got strength in my right leg. Oh, 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 look at that. I got two of them. Thank you, Father. I got strength in my left leg. Even if you don't have no legs, thank God I have the ability to be alive. And that energy, when you start it early in your day, changes your day. And it actually connects your, your life to the day that God made for you. Just like in a video game, when you playing uh, whatever these games these kids play, like when I back in my day, uh, 007 on the Nintendo 64. 
And you know that when you when you're navigating different spaces, there's treasure, there's bullets, there's all these different things hidden throughout the gameplay. And based upon your foreknowledge and based upon uh, the holder of the controller will determine wh where I get to. See, you have to understand that I'm in this world. The Holy Spirit is in me, connected to the Father beyond me. And if I give the Father the controller, then the, he knows where I should go. And when he leaves me, he'll say, Josh, go to that third room to the left. There's there's a there's a bandage there. Go go to the fourth room to the right. There's 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 a there's bullets of the word of God there for you. That he'll be able to navigate my gameplay because I'm grateful. Because when you're grateful, you're guided. There's guidance and gratitude. Let's keep going. Cultivate a daily gratitude practice. By intentionally practicing gratitude and writing down thing, three things you are grateful for each day. Write down 30 things. Because if you every breath you take should be thankful for. This regular practice trains your mind to focus on the positive aspects of your life and increases your overall sense of positivity. Do you know that if you take time to count your blessings, you won't have time to count your burdens? The issue is we count our burdens first and most of us only have three to five burdens. And so when you count, about time you count to three to five burdens, those burdens become burdensome and now you have no time to think of the positive. But if you begin to count how good God has been to you, how you should have been this and how you should have been that and how you should have been in hell and how you should have been, should have been, should have been, but you didn't and you're not. You won't have time to count. See, by the time you get to the second thing he did good for you, you taking five hours to praise him off the second thing you said. Because the issue is we count the big things versus the little big things that are really the biggest things. We overlook how many breaths we breathe. We overlook how, how much we operate. We overlook how there was somebody yesterday, today, Eyes, what well, that was yesterday a billionaire, but today open their eyes in hell today. Do you we understand that reality? Therefore, it adds significance to what we should be grateful for. So this increases when I practice this and I begin for every burden, I count 10 things I'm grateful for. Then my friend, it increases your level. Then you start setting yourself on things that are above. So right now, when you tap into that praise, that praise will raise you. To a higher level. And then when you look down at your situation. You be like man. It ain't as bad as I thought. How many of us are living witnesses. How you went through something. It was a three month. Four month. Five month time span. Right. And while you was in the middle of those three to five months of pain. All of a sudden you was like man. This is the worst thing I ever experienced. And then when it's over. And you look back at it. You're like man. That was quick. Man that thing didn't take me out. But gratitude will cause you to reach a different altitude so that you can change your attitude about what you see with your eyes. Let's keep going. So number one, you got to practice harnessing the power of gratitude. Number two, you have to practice opening your mind to seeing the other side. You got to practice opening your mind to seeing the other side of a neck. We talked about it. It's not a, such thing as a one-sided piece of paper, one-sided piece of bread, one-sided coin. Meaning for, there, for every negative situation, there's a positive. 
So we have to cultivate a mindset of open mindedness and actively looking for opportunities of the positivities on the other side of every situation. Practice training your mind to see potential for growth, learning and positive outcomes rather than immediately jump into negative conclusions. So you have to say, you know what, in this negative situation, what's the other side of it? What's the positive side of it? If you're not getting nothing from it, guess what you're getting from? You're getting growth. A lot of the, do you know, listen, God could have easily translated and transported the children of Israel through the wilderness, around the wilderness, under wilderness. No, God knew the Red Sea was there. And it's crazy that, that you know why God has Red Seas and wildernesses? So that we can see our mindset. Do you know these dumb folk who done saw God tilt over the ideologies of these people's idolatries by creating a, a, a plague to, to play out showing that he's God over the God of their frogs or the God of the, the lice or the God of the, the river. He showed that. Then the firstborn of everybody Egypt dies, but your kid's still alive. And not only did you leave Egypt with your things, but you left Egypt with gold. And just because you get to a Red Sea in the wilderness, then you want to act bewildered. And then you want to act like you want to go back to Egypt. That's why God puts us in certain situations so certain things can get out of us. Sometimes God doesn't remove the storm because he's removing the storm out of us. And we got to get to a place where we say, God, I'm going to choose to see the other side. I'm going to choose to see that no matter what Red Sea, this Red Sea will part. Therefore, I will see myself on the other side. And God, I'm going to hold on to your promises because you promised me a promised land. And I'm not going to allow a problematic mentality to keep me from what has been promised to me. So you got to practice opening your mind to see the other side. Yeah, you see the Red Sea, but he already showed you the promised land. Yeah, you see the wilderness, but he already told you that's a promised land. So this land, this wilderness land is pre preparation land. Every promised land has a prerequisite land called preparation land. Let's keep going. Last one, this guy got to get up out of here. W, you got to practice watching and weighing the outcome of your thoughts. You got to be on your thoughts like a hawk because there are certain thoughts we ought not to think. So play, it says pay, not play, pay close attention to your thoughts and consciously challenge negative or pessimistic thinking. Challenge them. Who sent you? Where you come from? Listen, if you called a bunch of people to your house and you got a guest list and somebody shows up that's not on a guest list, you're not going to let them in your house. Why? You can say it out loud. Exactly. That's the reason why you won't let them in. The same is with your mind. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to create your thought list. These are the things we think about. These are the only thoughts allowed in this mind. That's why the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that I'm only going to let those type of thoughts in my mind, right? And so when he puts the thought list on the thought list, and he already did by saying, thinking on things that are above, thinking on things that are lovely, just pure, he already told us what to think on. Anything that don't match those things, we don't think. Because if you think on things outside of what he wants us to think, then my friend, your mindset sinks. So you have to pay close attention to your thoughts and consciously challenge them. Who sent you? Why are you here? What is the outcome? I'm going to weigh the outcome of these thoughts. If I think on this, what will be the outcome? 
Practice replacing negative thoughts with positive affirmations or reframing or reframing statements that promote a more positive perspective. So you have to reframe. You have to replace and reframe. Meaning that that I dictate what comes in my mind. Therefore, I gotta replace. No, we no, I'm gonna say, I'm you know, for every negative thought, write that negative thought on a sheet of paper, and then write up on that negative thought, write the replacement thought of a positive, and then say that positive thought out loud. And then tell your mind, we are thinking on this. That's practice. And the more you practice that on paper, then soon you won't need paper, and soon it'll be happening like, like that. So practice replacing negative thoughts with positive affirmations or reframing sense or reframe it. Hmm, get that out the frame. That's not even in my, it should be in my mind frame. I reframe it. That promotes. Because if you want to always have a positive outcome, you have to have a positive outlook. That's all I got for you today. So we talked about how to train our minds to always see the positive. We talked about three things um, that hint or that prevents our minds from being the positive. And we talked about how the word of God in Colossians 2, 3 says, set our minds on things that are above. Th like, for instance, if I had a, if I had a, uh, what's some things called that hovers above you? Um, what's them drones? A drone above me is not necessarily a drone ahead of me. Or a drone behind me. A drone above me just said it goes above my situation so I can see my situation the way it needs to be seen. So let me see. I, got, I see we got one question here. My sister says, or a sister says, uh, Car, I don't want to say, I don't want to butcher your name. Which biblical scripture does this topic of energy reference? Also, positive mindset. Uh, let's, I can look up a bunch of scriptures for you. Give me one second. The Bible, one scripture that comes to mind, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, set your mind, set your mind on things that are above. Hold on, give me one second. Scriptures. Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Issues of life is forms of energy. Scriptures on mindset. Or oh, oh, on, um, what question are you asking me? Bill's scripture does this topic of energy reference. Uh, also positive mindset. Um, positive So what we said before, Colossians 2, 3, says set your minds on things that are above. That's a positive mindset. Setting your mind on things that are above. Here we go. Uh, Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, positive things. True things are positive. Honorable things are positive. Just things, pure, all those things are positive. Um... Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit drives the bones. Uh, a lot of different things like that. Let me get thoughts on thinking. Colossians 3, 2, we already said that. So those kind of scriptures helps, my friend. Hope they help. The kid says, if you look at the positive side of the negative things and it still doesn't seem to feel like there's any positive, then what? Great question. Read it again. If you look at the positive side of the negative things and it still doesn't seem to feel like there's any positive, then what? Now, you have to understand that a, a positive mind has to be placed in the mind renewal process of the Holy Spirit. You have to submit that negative thought to the Holy Spirit to renew it. So that you can see the situation anew. For example. So 
You cannot go off feelings. Facts over feelings. Feelings is the number one thing that hinders us from fulfilling. So when you're always feeling negative, even though your mind sees the positive, it could be that you've always invested in those feelings because sometimes common feelings or feelings that we're used to are the most comfortable. Those feelings that we are used to, we keep feeling because those feelings justifies what we think. So if you change the way you think about yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to change the way you think about yourself, think about your situation, think about whatever it is that you're going through, then you will feel differently. You have to see. Think about this one time. I think I told you this in school. I said, I remember one time I was in church. And the organist was playing. Dun, 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 And all of a sudden, the goosebumps on my... I said, God is here. <laughs> then, at a young... At, a, at, that, at that young age, at that level of uh, immaturity, I thought that goosebump feelings always go with God. Until one day, I was in a buffet line. I think I was fasting. I was 12 years old. We ain't ate nothing. We just... We probably... It's probably after we went to a church service. You know how church... Church starts at nine and you dare to about two o'clock there. Everybody was shouting, slaying on it. And we was hungry. And when we got to the buffet, I felt the goosebumps. And then I realized not all goosebumps are God. Meaning not all feelings is what I felt with God. Because my feelings and what I feel is an experience of something. And there could be shared experiences in certain places where I feel certain things. So I can't go by feelings because feelings can easily be triggered by anything and can cause me to be... Uh, uh, confuse or trying to infuse God into what I want to feel. That then led me to always looking at the facts. We act off the facts. Right? And so even though you see the positive side of the situation, you got to say, you got to tell your emotions, no, change the way you feel about this because no matter what it is that I'm going through, I got to find the facts. For instance, Growing up in a single parent home, I felt that, man, why is it, why isn't my dad in the house? I used to always feel like when I used to go to basketball games and, and, and other players who had their dads were getting their free throw shots for them and nobody was at my goal and it hit me. I was like, man, I was, what's up with this? I kind of was in my feelings at 17, 16 years old, right? And then as I got older, when I began to see how present God was in my life, and how factually he was as a father, now I wish I had that perspective at a young age because then I wouldn't have had to go through unnecessary feelings and worries and anxiety. And so if you look at the positive side of the negative things and it still doesn't seem to feel, you gotta understand you can't go off feelings. You gotta go off the facts. You can, get, you can garner positive feelings when you really see the positivity. And when you see the positivity, more importantly, see the presence of God in your circumstances and in your situation. Then my friend, not my friend, I'm talking to you like I don't need kids. Like that. What I'm trying to say is that you, you will begin to feel differently because the facts are different. Right? Seem like there's any positive, then what? You got to say, you know what? I'm going to choose to think on the facts until my feelings activate in accordance to the facts. So you have to train your mind to see the positives. And when you see the positives, then, and, and you really connect the positive that you see with the loving presence of God, then you'll start seeing this supernatural 
feeling come out. But you have to divorce. You have to disassociate yourself away from how you tend to feel about what it is that you're having feelings for. If not, if you don't forgive a person, if you don't forgive yourself, if you don't, if you don't choose to go through it, but easily fall to the to the traps and 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 and, and the, the 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 habits of feeling this kind of way, then you'll never find that freedom, kid. Hope to help. Oh, I'm covering the speaker. There we go. Oh, I'm cover. Can, can y'all not hear me? Am I covering the speaker? Could y'all hear me? Thumbs up if y'all if y'all heard everything I just said. Maybe in the last two minutes. I hope y'all heard me because that was some good stuff. I'm just waiting on somebody to give me a thumbs up. Kid, let me know. We can now. Y'all couldn't hear what I said earlier? Man, y'all couldn't hear that? We can hear you clearer now, man. So y'all couldn't hear me before? Well, my wife said we can hear you clearer. Y'all couldn't hear me before? Man. It was half and half. Okay, okay. Well, kid, tell me tell me if you got it. Did you get what I was saying? It was just a little low. Man, devil. No, it couldn't have been the devil. It could have been my, my finger. Sometimes we blame the devil. It was just probably my pinky finger covering the... Okay, hopefully, hopefully you got that, kid. That you got to change the way you see um, your situation. See it positively. See the presence of God in the midst of it. Seeing how God is using it to shape you. And then my friend, man, you'll, you'll, you'll see the positive outcomes and your feelings will change. <clears throat> Any other questions? Scroll down. Make sure I ain't skipping my. Um, thank you. You are a blessing to us. God gets the glory, my friend. Very true, coach. Thank you. God gets the glory. I'm glad it was true. Um, I think that's it. Let me see if there's any other questions. If anybody want to come face to face, if not, no other questions, I'm going to get up out of here. So if you're in a place right now where you want to work on your mindset and you like, coach, I always see the negative. Coach, I want to get to a place where you talked about today where I'm able, my brain is trained, my mind is trained to see the positive. Then I want you to go to the link in my bio and click on Mindset Mastery. I have a 90-day program that I guarantee will help you. Not guarantee. Can't say guarantee. Based upon your, your abilities, based upon your time, based upon your work ethic, based upon your engagement with the material, I believe that it will help transform the way you think to the point to where you will be able to have the mindset ready to pursue your purpose. So if you watch this right now, you watch on Instagram, go to the link in my bio, uh, click on Mindset Mastery, fill out the application. I'll reach out to you, see how we can get you to the program, all that good stuff. Uh, uh, check out my website, mycoachjosh.com. Check out other books like Facts Over Feelings. I think would be a great book for you all. Uh, the Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties Over Strongholds. Another book that I have, Multi-Purpose, would be a great book for you all. Um, I think that's all the books that I have. Uh, I have 10 books, but those are three books that I think will help you all. Um, so Mindset Mastery, you will be able, we have already got 12 or 14 students already. It's a go at you. It's a cohort course. 
uh, where, where it's called fundamentals, the fundamentals of thinking, the fundamentals of purpose. So that's under our mindset mastery program. And so if you want to be a part of the fundamentals mindset and purpose program, go to mycoachjosh.com or go to the link in my bio, hit mindset mastery. Or if you're, or if you're watching on Insta, uh, YouTube, link in the description box below, or just go to mycoachjosh.com and go to coaching and you'll see things there. If you need one-on-one coaching, you can do that there. Uh, if you are blessed by this, you can, you can take care that there however god wants you to lead you uh what else we got books card games all that good stuff on my website love y'all y'all be blessed i catch y'all next time uh tomorrow lord willing we'll be talking about not sure what we're talking about because i let the holy spirit deposit you know upload uh in me but uh we're going to be talking about something along the lines of temperament um because my monday is mindset mondays Tuesdays, Temperament Tuesdays, that's Emotions. Wednesdays is Walk With God Wednesdays. Thursdays, Temple Thursdays, the body. Fridays, Family and Funds. We talk about money and family on Fridays. Saturdays, if we, if we, if the Lord leaves, we get to those videos those days. Saturdays, Synergy Saturdays for creating. You're using that time to create and reflect and rest. And Sundays for strategies. And so whenever you see a video pop up live, you know we're talking about something along those lines as the Holy Spirit says otherwise. Love y'all. Gotta go. Y'all be blessed. Links in the bio. Links in the description box below. I'll see y'all in the course. Those who want to be a part, I'll see y'all next time. Peace.